Hello, everybody. Welcome. And uh, I got an Arab Schwuss. <clears throat> my, uh, my daughter had to create a medrash report for her seminary. So there were many requirements on the rubric, the psukim, the farshim, drashim, bali musar, you know, there's a whole list of things that had to be a part of it. So I was contracted to help out in this endeavor. And we chose the topic of Nasa Vinishma, was our choice, you know, topic. So we chose the topic Nasa Vinishma. Obviously, there's no lack of material on this topic. In the course of the research, we came across uh, Rabbeinu Yainam in Shari Tshuva, which is actually a very important, you said, in Tshuva, but it has equal application to Kabbalah Satira, and in particular, the Antiv of Shuas, which is right where we're holding now. Two, two very important aspects of Kabbalah, of accepting Torah in our hearts, can be derived from the words of Rabbeinu Yainam, and this will help us enter Yantiv with the right outlook and, and, and help us understand what we need to focus on to make the most out of this yantiv. Rabbeinu in Shar Beis of Shari Tshuva gives different strategies. That's what Shar Beis is about, the strategies, how a person can be successful at Tshuva. His third strategy is that if a person makes up their mind to listen to their abeyim, their teachers, accept their words, and try their best to follow their advice in serving Hashem and Torah and mitzvahs, they have at that moment, uh, let me quote his words, because you can't, it's a beautiful words. He writes, This person, in one short moment, went from darkness to great light. He acquired a, a merit, and reward on all the mitzvahs and the, the, the inspiration and musar and he is praised became a tzaddik in a moment. Now Rabbi explains this further and he says that there's a passage that Klal Yisrael listened to Moshe Rabbeinu when he gave them the very first commandment that they had as a nation, Parshas Bai, to bring a carbon Pesach. So it was given to them in the beginning of Chaydish Nisan. And the passage says, Yasu Yisrael. They went and they did it. Now it sounds like they went and they brought the carbon Pesach, but they didn't because they didn't bring it until the 14th of Nisan, Arab Pesach. So why does it say, Yasu? Like they left Moshe and they, did, they didn't. They didn't do it right then. So Chazal say, because as soon as they accepted upon themselves to do it, it was as if they did it already. They got the schar. They got the reward of doing it as if they did it already. As soon as they chose to listen to Moshe Rabbeinu. And Svarim explained that you, you, do, you end up double dipping when you do that. Meaning to say you get the schar when you accept upon yourself to do the mitzvah. You get the schar of the mitzvah. And then you certainly get schar of the mitzvah when you actually do the mitzvah. Right? When you, when you bring it to fruition. So you get a double dose of schar when you make that kabbalah. Chazal say, and this is what Rabbeinu is primarily coming to explain. This is uh, Avos Rav Nassan, and it's also partially a Mishnah Pirkei Avos. Kol she masai. Anyone whose deeds, his mitzvahs, his maisim, are greater than his wisdom, than his knowledge, 
Chachmasim is Kayemes, then he's guaranteed that his wisdom will remain. He'll, he'll retain his Torah, he'll retain his wisdom. At Kamayshin Emma, as it says, Nasev and Ishma. We learned this from Nasev and Ishma. Whoever has more mitzvahs than he has Chachma, which doesn't seem to make sense, right? How could you do more mitzvahs than you know? Is guaranteed he'll retain his wisdom, as it says Nasev and Ishma. What does this mean? So Rabinian explains this. He says that as soon as Klal Yisrael said Nasa v'nishma, they said, Nasa, we're going to do whatever you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you, Moshe Rabbeinu, tell us. You tell us, you teach it to us, we'll do it. They accepted that upon themselves. They received the reward for all the mitzvahs, as if they did them right, even though they didn't know how to do them yet. So they were, they had big, more maizim, more mitzvahs than they even knew how to do. That they even knew, they didn't even know all the mitzvahs yet. And they had more schar. They had the schar of all those mitzvahs in, in, besides what they had even learned yet. That's what's learned from Nasev and Ishma. That was the power of Nasev and Ishma. And then when they continued to learn and accept and, and, and put into action everything that Moshe Rabbeinu told them, then they certainly got the schar of those mitzvahs. Now let's just stop and think about that for a moment before we go further to Rabbeinu just think of what a powerful opportunity lies in front of us. Every Shavuos, we relive the moment in history when Klai Yisrael was offered the Torah. We celebrate it, we commemorate it, and we recognize it as the most important moment in our lives and the lives of our nation. And by doing so, by having that Sudhis Yantav, by being the Simcha, we demonstrate our willingness to once again accept the whole Torah. We don't know the whole Torah. But that's what a Kabbalah is. We can also do Nasev and Ishma. And when we do that, and we accept upon ourselves that we're going to grab every opportunity to learn. We're going to listen to whatever teacher or whatever Rebbe can teach us. Whatever we, we, wherever we can hear a shir, wherever we can get some more taira, we'll try and try to put it into practice. That Kabbalah gives us already, at that point, from that moment, this full year worth of learning taira and doing mitzvahs. We can get it right then. I saw a pshat in the Pasuk in Tehillim. Pasuk says in Kofiotes, Terem ena anishaygeg, before I answer, Darul says, before I say that I'm a shaygeg, before I say that I did this by mistake, but now I am watching, I'm keeping, I'm, I'm waiting for imrasecha, your, your mitzvahs. So this was quoted from someone, Avraham Aisha Schwartz, I don't know who that is. They said a beautiful pshat. He says, you go up to Shemayim, Hashem says, here, here are tarag mitzvahs, why didn't you do them? So many of them, the reason why we didn't do them is because we just simply didn't have the opportunity to. We don't have the opportunity to do all the mitzvahs. There's no Beis HaMikdash. Not all of us can do all the mitzvahs. There's a Kahanam, Levim, Israelim. So David HaMelech says, Typically what I would have answered is, I'm a shegi. what could I do? And he says, then he realized, but now I realize I have the opportunity, I could just want to do those mitzvahs. I could just wish I could do those mitzvahs. I could have the desire that I wish I could do all those mitzvahs and then it's as if I did them. Then I don't have to answer anymore that I'm a shaykh. I come up to Shemaim, I'll have what to tell Kaddish Baruch Hu. I did all your 613 mitzvahs. What I couldn't do, I wished I could do. And this strikes a particular chord during this time when we're approaching Shavuos and we're going to be home and we're not going to be able to go to shul. We're not going to be able to dab with the tzibur. There's going to be no Kaddish, no Kedusha. We're not going to be together. We're not going to be able to stay up and learn together. We won't get any Birchus Kayanem this, this Yantav in Silver Spring. And it really hurts. I wish, I wish we really could. I really, really wish we could have. 
And my hope and desire is that we will be able to do all those mitzvahs. And I hope that that desire that we have, that we all have, that we wish we could do it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be mitzarful amaisa. It'll turn into the keem of those mitzvahs, as if we were actually able to do it. So this is a very important point moving forward into Shavuos. We have to examine our rotsin. We have to examine our desire to learn Torah, learn mitzvahs, learn as much as we can, keep as much as we can, and do as much as we can. Live life as a Jew. Now, in order for us to have that kind of desire, for order of us to really have that rotsin, right, that cheshik, that excitement of Kabbalah Satayra, we, we need to think and examine ourselves honestly why we need the mitzvahs, why we need the Torah. And we see that Klal Yisrael understood totally that they needed the Torah and they were ready to accept the Torah without even knowing what would be required of them. They were mevatal daitam, they totally subjugated their own will and their own choice to Hashem's commandment. There might be mitzvahs in the Torah that they don't understand. There might be mitzvahs in the Torah that naturally they don't agree with. It's a possibility. They hadn't even heard the Torah yet. No one knew what the Torah was. There might be ones that they think they can't live with. But they didn't, that didn't stop them. Because there was this underlying powerful humility in the Kabbalah, of Kabbalah Satara, and it, it has to accompany every Kabbalah Satara. And that's the recognition why we need the Torah so much. Kabbalah Satara is the recognition how lost a human being is without Torah. When we try to figure out things on our own, we stray very far from the truth. As Chazal say, we're, what we think is merciful is cruel, what we think is cruel is merciful. I'm personally feeling that very much right now. We you know we had to make a decision. What's the correct approach to take as far as reopening the shul and starting Minyanam once again? And I, I don't remember ever feeling that confused and that conflicted about what was the right thing to do. What's the correct way? Are we being callous about Tfila B'tzibra? Are we being callous about Avedis Hashem? Or are we being callous about Pikoch Nefesh, about people's lives? Are we being too stringent in waiting this out? Or are we being responsible? We come to realize how little we know and how little qualified we are to really pass judgment on something like that. And I never felt so strongly the need for Eine Ha'eda, for, for Tamida Chachamim direction and advice from, from Bali Taira, from the people that are the true Tamida Chachamim. I remember I was once researching a certain medical issue for for another person who had great ramifications on halacha, they were faced with a very difficult halacha question. So I had to research the medical background in order that I could then go and approach my Rebbe, Rishon Miller, Shlita, to find out what the halacha is. So in the course of researching just the, the basic facts, I came across an account written by a guy, non-Jew, a very religious non-Jew, very religious, um, who was faced with the same medical dilemma in the same situation and had to make a decision. And what struck me the most was how he made that decision. He was lost. He was truly, totally lost. He had absolutely no way to know what was the right thing. And he really wanted to do what God wanted him to do. He really wanted to do what was right in Hashem's eyes. He was a deeply religious person. But he had no idea what it was. And he made the decision one way because that's what his heart told him to do. And incidentally, it was not what Halacha recommended, which I guess is unsurprising. And I was struck then how lucky we are that we don't have to guess what Hashem wants of us. He told us. 
He gave us the Torah. He gave us direction. We aren't wandering blindly into these situations, these decisions racked with guilt and confusion. We have clarity. Many times we feel like we, we know everything when we're fully qualified to run our own lives as our sense of right and wrong, and that's exactly what Klai Yisrael relinquished. By Kabbalah Satara, they said, no, we don't. We realize we don't. We know we don't know what's right and what's wrong. We know we don't know how to find direction in our lives. That's why we need the Torah so much. And we're going to listen to Moshe Rabbeinu no matter what. We're going to give up our minds in order to be able to accept Torah, to have Torah in our head. Hazal give an example of this. And it's a hard example, but they give an example of Shaul HaMelech. Shaul HaMelech was commanded by Shmuel Navi to destroy Amalek, to kill, eradicate them as the mitzvah in the Torah. And it says the night before the war by Yorav Banochal, he was debating in the valley. What was he debating? Chazal said he was debating on the morality of eradicating Amalek. You're going to kill out children. He says, what do children do? You're going to have, you have to wipe out all the livestock. He says, what a waste. What a terrible waste. He was conflicted. And as a result, Chazal say, he made a mistake and he left over the livestock and he left over Agag. And as a result, ultimately, he lost his, his, he lost his reign. He lost the Malchus. And Chazal say that what ended up happening to him much later was that Shaul killed out the whole city of Noiv Ir Hakayanim, the whole city of Noiv. He, he slaughtered them because he accused them of collaborating against him, collaborating and assisting David Amalek. And it was a mistake. And Chazal say, someone who has mercy on cruel people, which the Torah said, that's not mercy. Will have no mercy, will be cruel against people that are the It's We don't understand the story. We don't understand Shoals. We can't even begin to understand his, his method and his, his, his rationale and his justification. But the message that Chazal are giving us is very clear. If we try to exercise our own sense of morals without the Torah, the result is disastrous. Rebison Esther Jungreis Zatzal, a world-famous speaker and author, she inspired thousands of people to Yiddishkeit through her organization, Hineni. She published a book called The Committed Life through HarperCollins. It was published, picked up by a, a, a big-time publisher. She writes that the publisher or editor called her and said, you know, I read through your manuscript and there's amazing stories there. And... Uh, they all seem to be success stories. All the people you advise, you know, you solve their problems in marriage, you solve their problems with their children, you inspire them. Where are the failures? There have got to have been some failures. So she told the publisher, he said, look, you know, if you look, I only meet people on two nights at a very strange time. I only meet on Tuesday night and Thursday night after 9.30 p.m. It's like very strange. Why do I do that? I won't speak to a person unless they've come to a Hineni Torah class first. They come to an hour of Inani Torah class, then I can talk to them. And that changes the result. That changes the outcome. We have to have some Torah knocked into our head before we can have any hope of being successful in our Shalom Bayez, successful in Chinuch, successful in raising our children. That's Kabbalah Satarah. Another story I saw, this story is about a person named Rav Abish Greenbaum and a person from Chicago. It's about his son, his son Yisrael was born a, a preemie. He was a preemie and uh, he was about two and a half pounds when he was born. And he lived the first part of his life, 
first year or two in and out of the hospital with multiple surgeries and multiple, you know, emergencies to try to help him survive, and he did. But as a result of his premature birth, he was unnaturally short, unnaturally short and small and, 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 and thin. And he grew up with that handicap, so to speak. He suffered from other children, you know, chaperoning him and, and taunting him. And, but he had developed a healthy attitude towards it. His parents always instilled upon, upon him that diamonds are very small but very valuable. And oh, the great, great Gedalim were very short. Rabbi Shefeinstein is very short, and et cetera, et cetera. But at some point when he was about 12, it was 1985, they, at that point was when growth hormones became a thing. And they still weren't so well researched and there were some side effects and it really wasn't clear whether it's the right thing to do or not, but they were very torn, they didn't know. So they made an appointment with a doctor in New York City, uh, one of the experts in the field. Her name was uh, Dr. Martha Aluso, I think. Uh, She was from Scarsdale, New York. And they had a meeting with her and she went through all the data and she examined the, the, the Sistral and then they had a meeting to discuss. So after they went through all the medical aspects and the ups and the downs, he asked, Rabbi, Rabbi Greenbaum asked the doctor, she said, Dr. Caluso, please tell me, but not as a doctor, but as a mother, would you give your child this growth hormone? What would you do in the same situation? So she was quiet for a while. And then she said, she said with tears in her eyes, she says, Rabbi, me and you were not from the same nation. I'm from Scarsdale, New York. Appearance for us is everything. For my child to be short and to, be, to seem deformed is like a death sentence for him. He wouldn't be able to go through life with that. I would have be forced to give it to him, regardless of the outcome. But you, you're a nation where people have values. You have... That you, you, you have more important things in your life than outwards appearance. You understand what this life is all about. Your child is a healthy child. He has a healthy outlook. He's happy. He's intelligent. Why would you do this? He walked out of there with a musashmus. He walked out of there with an inspiration for Kabbalah Satara. Because that's what we begin to realize, how much the Torah gives us in simple truth, knowledge, understanding, and ability to live our lives. That is the inspiration and the chayshik and the fire that we have wanting and wishing to be able to be a Kabbalah Torah, to learn more and to be able to do all the mitzvahs, which gives us the schar of all those mitzvahs in advance. It's a very important aspect to acknowledge that humility, that we need the Torah and we need it so much. The Accepting the Torah, making this powerful Kabbalah, true Kabbalah, the one that encapsulates our desire to learn and to grow, is a prerequisite to learning and understanding Torah. It won't work without it. Because the Mishnah of Ben is coming to explain says, If you have more mitzvahs, if you have this more deeds, more mitzvahs, because you made that Kabbalah, then your chachma will be miskayim. Then you'll be able to understand Torah. Then you retain Torah. Why? Why is it so important? Why do you need the whole year full of mitzvahs already now to be able to learn Torah and to have any luck in retaining the Torah? That's what the Mishnah is saying. You need that kind of Kabbalah. You need the Nas of Anishma Kabbalah of all the mitzvahs of the whole year in order to be able to learn Torah and all that the Torah should work. 
So this brings us to another aspect of Kabbalah Satara. Why Kabbalah? Why accepting is so important? And in truth, we make a Kabbalah every day. When we say Shema, the second parasha of Kriya Shema is Vahayim Shemaya. Vahayim Shemaya Chazal say is Kabbalah's mitzvahs. We say Vahayim Shemaya every day to be mekabal on ourselves. Oh, mitzvahs, the yoke of doing mitzvahs. We're doing that every day because we have to do it every day. We say in Abu Rabbah, we say, Hashem, enlighten our eyes in Torah. And attach our hearts, make a connection between our hearts and the mitzvahs. That's an interesting thing. Mitzvahs is something we do. We should ask Hashem to help us do it. We should ask Hashem for the opportunity to do mitzvahs. Throw mitzvahs our way. That's not what we say. We say, We ask Hashem to connect our heart to mitzvahs. That's the power of Kabbalah. It's the desire we express before we do a mitzvah. It's the desire we show, we demonstrate that we want to serve Hashem. V'dabik libeinu, make our heart connect to that mitzvah. That's v'dabik libeinu. It's the Kabbalah. Through v'dabik libeinu, through v'horeinenu, through connecting to the Torah, through understanding Torah, we can come to the then we can come to love and fear HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I mentioned on Sunday already that the Torah is Chachmas Aleikus. Torah is godly wisdom. It doesn't stay in our head. Look, we know we forget it faster than anything else, right? And it's difficult to understand. And the concepts are difficult to wrap our minds around because it's Torah. It's Torah Hashem. It doesn't become natural to us that we think like Torah thoughts. It requires a lot of work, a lot of toil, and a tremendous amount of siyata d'shmaya. To become excited and enjoy Torah, it requires siyata d'shmaya, tefillah. You have to be connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in order to be able to internalize the Torah. It won't work otherwise. You have to be a chilek, a lekami mal. You have to connect to that. You need to be kutshah b'richu v'ayraisa chadhu. You have to be Yisrael together with kutshah b'richu, us with HaKadosh Baruch We have to forge that relationship if we want to be able to learn Torah. And this is what Rabbi Yaina means. We need the whole future year of mitzvahs already in our hearts to be able to connect to Hashem on that level because that's what mitzvahs are. That's what mitzvahs are. The real schar of mitzvah. What's this schar that we're going to get for mitzvahs? Coming close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what schar is. That's what the merit of mitzvahs are. We need a full year's worth of schar to create such an incredible connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. On that moment of Shavuos, that we make that Kabbalah satira, we accept upon ourselves, we'll listen, we'll find Rabbeim, we'll find a way to be inspired, we'll find ways to learn and grow in Torah, and we'll put it into action as best as we can. We need all that whole year of mitzvahs in our heart now that creates such a tremendous connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then we can start learning Torah. Then we have a connection with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Torah can go in our heads. Without mice of Merubah Michachmasai, Ein Chachmasai Miskayemis is not going to work. We're not going to understand Torah. We're not going to be successful at it. But when we do it, when we make that Kabbalah, when we make that Vedabek Libenu, we enter a new universe. Like Rabbein Yainis says, we go Me'afela to a universe, Argadal, a new universe of light, a connection to Kaddish Baruch Hu. And in this concept, context, we can do Nishma. We could, if we have Naseh, if we accept it upon ourselves, that Kim HaMitzvah's Nishma, we can start to learn Torah.
So the second aspect of Kabbalah Satira is the intense desire to become close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to forge a relationship of love, of respect, so close, so powerful, that learning Torah becomes easy for us and enjoyable, our most coveted pleasure throughout the year, accepting upon ourselves these in Yonim, the humility to know that we need the Torah, we need the Eine Ha'eda to know what to do, how to lead our lives, how to be successful in life. And we want to be so close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be able to understand Torah, to be able to internalize the Torah. Those two aspects of Kabbalah Satera that we can make now on Shavuos will bring upon us the schar of a whole year worth of mitzvahs and the gigantic siyata deshmaya that accompanies that. May all, we all be zaycha to have a wonderful yantav, an inspiring yantav, an uplifting yantav. May we be zaycha to go through this yantav, be zaycha to Kabbalah Satera, and may that schus hasten the coming of Mashiach to Kenya that we can finally be together in a place where we're meant to be together with the Beis HaMikdosh in Yerushalayim, Rekachayim, and Herbi Amen. Have a wonderful Yantav. Have a good night.